You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, once again to the Oz Network for another Survivor Island of the Idols recap. Not even going to sugarcoat this one. What a what another. I don't even know what to say. Episode of uh, Survivor. Uh, plenty to discuss and uh, kind of a shame that our special guest this week has to come on for this episode, but it's still going to lead to some interesting discussion points. I do, of course, speak of, when I say special guest, the one, the only, Miss Mallory Foster, of course, heard on other episodes. You know who she is, but for the very first time, talking about Survivor. So uh, I'm going to shut up, as I usually do at this point, play a sound effect and go straight into our recap here we go. It is the Oz Network as we continue on our coverage of Survivor Island of the Idols. We are into the penultimate episode of the show, of the season. Just go for it. The 12th episode is done and dusted and a very, very special episode recap for you this week because I did promise one person last week they aren't here we got someone better. I'm sorry, Troyzan. I love you, Troyzan. But uh, we've got somebody making their debut on this show. She's never actually played the game. She's not watched all the seasons. But she apparently has a connection to this because she lives with me. She apparently is marrying me. And she is watching this season with me for the very first time doing a Survivor recap, at least. Mallory Foster. Hello, Mallory. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Survivor Land. This is a new error for you what I guess. a great day today is. what what <laughs> is it is it really well until i get bored it is yeah well which is hot which hop which happens uh most times apparently but um it's it's exciting to have you here to talk about survivor because apparently we've gotten you on an episode that there's a lot to talk about i was actually i i legitimately was worried that we were going to get you on and you were going to do a usual and get bored 10 minutes in and just say mumble a word few words but here you are I think that the problem is our lot to talk about doesn't come to the end of the episode, and I was very confused well, throughout this entire episode until we got to it. I was like, where is this, like, because you got spoiled early this week, basically, is what happened, and you told me that you got spoiled, but not what the spoiler was, and so I was like, oh, so I'm expecting it, I'm expecting it, and then it freaking doesn't happen until after freaking Tribal, and I was so confused. The, the beauty of our Survivor recaps is this: we don't do this in order. This is generally just to talk about whatever. We don't go play-by-play play oh, like a, okay. a movie or a I TV didn't, show. I don't so. really know how this works. Well, she, as you can tell, she's a big listener to the show, uh, just like she's a big listener to me generally in life. So, um, but Don't tell anyone. But yeah, you, you're right. Like I, I accidentally got spoiled. I mean, I, I'd kind of, I was at work and I'd seen a few posts and I kind of just avoided it, but then all of a sudden something popped up and I saw the words Dan removed and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I've got to read this. So I kind of, I ended up reading and I saw what had happened, but at that point I didn't, I, I will admit, I got it spoiled in a lane too, but I didn't realise that two people went. I kind of only thought Dan got removed and that was it. But then I saw something pop about a lane going as well. So I'm like, ah, shit, which is, this is kind of what happened with the other controversial episode this season where I knew something was happening, but you watched it before me. And then when I kind of said to you, oh, what happened? And you're like, oh, I don't really know. And it wasn't a big deal. I think that because of the way the world is, these controversial matters are so much more and so much like they just get over-dramatized, I think is what I'd like to say about that. 
One thing I will add too quickly here is that I, I'm going to try my best to... What I like to do... In, I'll, I'll, let me say again. What I like to do in these Survivor episodes is I generally like to make it not about me. It's about the guests. We have former players on this show and I get them on to hear their opinions. But I'm an opinion man, opinionated person. Very. And it's hard not to be opinionated specifically when it comes to what's going on with this season and this episode. Often I get people like Julian or Cable on when there are episodes where maybe I want to express a bit more of an opinion because I feel like it's more of an open forum. Whereas if I get a former player on, it's generally cool. Let's hear their thoughts. I want to mix that up a little bit with you alongside of that because I, I really do want to get your genuine thoughts on this season as a whole and we'll focus on kind of what's happened this episode and everything because I think a lot of the listener questions I've got sent in this week and I got a, a great bunch. Thanks to everyone who sent them in. I seriously am impressed with the questions we got. Really, really good questions this week. That makes me nervous because I don't no, know if no, I'm, they, I don't know if I'm just like informed enough on the but, game in general but this to is, answer. But this is actually why I'm impressed with them because I thought maybe people were thinking like, oh, she's marrying Ben. First of all, what the hell's wrong with her? And secondly, she must love Survivor. But I think the questions that I've got that you'll see are kind of open enough for you that you'll be able to answer them. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. Because I would love for you to just give a really brief background on your history with Survivor just quickly here before I ask you about this season. If I start with my age, is that weird? Um, no, but people are. Yeah. Like, she's nine years younger than me, folks. All right. Let me just point that out. Just, <laughs> our, our families are fine with that. And I think that that's yes, all that matters. Yes, everyone's fine. She said yes. She's got a ring on her finger. All um, right. Shut up. No. So, I'm 23. Survivor started when I was... You would have been four. So just take this into account when you think about my history with Survivor. Because it was not a show. My parents weren't the biggest reality TV people, especially not my mom. But my dad did love Survivor when I was a kid. He still does. Yeah, he messaged me the other day and asked me a bunch of questions about it. And we had a really good chat about it, which I will bring up later as well. But... He he was always a watcher, and I remember the first season that I was allowed to watch with him was Robin Amber's original season. But as soon as anything happened between Robin Amber, my mom said, nope, you're not allowed to watch this anymore, and that was it for years. So I... <sighs> I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan of Survivor because that's not true, but I'm not an active, I have to watch every season, I want to see every single episode. I recently watched, what, four epi- four seasons in a row? You, Five yeah, seasons? when we first kind of started dating, you, I think you watched from, I want to say Game Changers through to Heroes Hillis Hustlers. No, well, no. Heroes Heroes Hustlers would have been around current about when you did. Yeah. I want to. I think you, yeah, you watched about four or five I, pretty I quickly. I watched together. a few seasons in a row, but that would be the most that I've ever committed to it. My commitment to Survivor is if my dad has a new episode when I'm at his house, I will totally watch it with him. And I'll watch that season with him if I'm consistently at his house every week. But if I'm not, like, I'm okay to miss episodes. I'm okay to get caught up verbally based on what he tells me and that kind of thing. Whereas, as a real Survivor watcher, being you, Ben, and anyone listening, you can't miss an episode or else you feel like the story isn't complete. I'm not entirely like that. Which... Is interesting because you do love your reality TV now. I do. Your trashy little... It's really bad. Um, blow decks and 
bloody... Real Housewives. Yeah, but we won't get into that. Um, which then I guess, based on your experience, just give me a general view on what you've thought about this season. She's giving a look. I, I have to think about... <laughs> no, I really have to think about the season, like, as a whole. What is the season even called? Island of the Idols. Oh, yeah, of course, because freaking Robin Sandra, who I did not forget about, obviously. Um, okay, well, the twist is pointless, first and foremost. Um, I don't think I really thought about this very much, but then the other day, you said to me, oh, there's a very good cast or like good characters or something this season and i totally agree with that statement i think yeah i think the casting of this season was really good and it's it's been really interesting to watch how these people relate to each other um the season as a whole did i mention the twist is pointless i don't know i don't know what else i think of it i I, that wasn't what i was expecting i think i just was caught a little off guard but i i actually think that's a genuine reaction because i think that a lot of survivor fans are really questioning how to view this season and you know a lot of people gave up a couple of weeks ago after that episode um i for one right now i'm going to say i would give up right now if this wasn't the penultimate if there was not one episode to go I'm done. I'm I'm done with this season. And I, for one, will be done with this season. I'm saying this right now. This is the worst season of Survivor I have ever watched. And we can talk about that. But I think that your viewpoint of that you don't know how to feel, a lot of people are saying that because the cast is actually a genuinely good cast. There's some great characters on this season. And it's, I think... To me, the positives around it take out the the crappy twist, which is really it started off fine, but now it's just really beyond ridiculous. Is that you know a lot of people complain there isn't a lot of gameplay this season. I for one don't mind it that we're not so over the top in strategy and gameplay. I, I kind of like seeing a little bit of uneasiness around it every now and then, which I kind of like. But this season is just so scarred for me that that is where I view it. But I don't think your opinion is is that. Uh, uncommon i think now that i've had a moment to digest the question if you take out the twist that doesn't exist and if you take out the drama and the almost political side of this season there is nothing happening like it is there is very little like yes the characters are great don't get me wrong and there's enough gameplay to keep it survivor e but there's very little actually going on. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that kind of plays into what I was saying before, that I don't mind that sometimes in my Survivor. I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I like old school Survivor when it was more about... It, it wasn't so game heavy when it comes to blindsides and let's slay 50 idols and let's do this let's do that like it just it becomes too much sometimes so that's the part where i kind of appreciate we've got some great characters but again it's to me it's so tainted with everything else you you just you're not like we we thought we could maybe ignore what happened a few weeks ago and we'd kind of move past it but not now not like it's it's too like it's gone now it is completely gone i i it doesn't matter what happens next week it's 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 so gone and this is where i'm saying i'm calling it, it's the worst season in the history of survivor like i would sit down and watch last season over this i would sit down and watch redemption island over this i would watch cook islands and i'm not a cook islands fan over this because you know at the end of the day 
you, you, it's not tainted. It's not poisoned by what we're seeing. And it's so difficult as a Survivor fan right now because it's interesting to have you on as somebody who's only kind of seen a few full seasons. And I don't think you've ever really seen full seasons of old school Survivor. Like you've only really seen full seasons of, of seasons in the last five years, which is going to be fascinating because just a quick side note, like I really am hoping Mallory can sit down and watch a couple of the old school seasons ahead of our wedding next year because obviously, you know, I'm hoping that a couple of, of you know, people who I've made friendships with outside of this show, uh, you know, T-Bird, John, Kelly, Billy, they're hopefully going to be at my wedding. So I would love Mallory to sit down and watch their seasons to see who these people are because you talk about your dad, your dad's a fan, you sort of joke, oh, dad's going to like, you know, be fanning out when he meets these people. But that's like the beauty of this show. This is when it was at its peak and it's and it's, it's core what this game is, where us as Survivor fans love this show because it mixes great personalities, gameplay, just all of these elements, which makes us love it. This season is none of that. We've got great characters. Like, Nora is a fantastic character. We're sad that Elaine's gone. I want to be sitting here talking about how sad we are that Elaine is gone. This is what I want right now. I don't want to have to sit here and talk about what we're going to talk about. And, like, this is actually legitimately getting me emotional about this show because I have watched this show since I was 13. I've had more personal involvement in this show than any other television show in my entire life. And to see it turn into what it is turned into, no matter what your viewpoint is in what everything that's happened, it just it is just painful to see. And I am so glad... So glad that we have something so good to look forward to next season. Because if we did not have all winners next season, I, I I would be done. I could not stomach to put myself through this anymore because it is just it has turned itself into something that it should not be. No comment. <laughs> no comment. I just I can't I can't have an opinion of it because I don't have that background. That's all. It's yeah. Look, I mean. At the end of the day, it's a TV show. I get it. But, you know, when you when you connect yourself in life to an involvement in this show, it's it's hard to kind of remove that fandom from it being personal. And look, look again, that's probably a bit too far. It's not personal. This season isn't affecting me personally because I'm not out there. I'm not the contestants experiencing what's happening out there. But I think most Survivor fans who have been with this show for as long as I have would understand where I'm coming from and what we're witnessing this season. Because I think particularly with this episode, I think I don't really want to get into the like the aspects of what went down. We can maybe talk about it slightly, but the biggest frustration to me, and I'd like to hear your viewpoint on this, because again, I was spoiled on this, so I've had to think about it knowing what I'm going to say. You've just seen this and you were really confused. The fact that it was just so blunt, that it, it is over within two minutes that Jeff shows up on the beach. Hey, guess what, guys? Dan's gone. See you later. We get a few lines of text on the screen. That's it. And then post-game, post-episode, in- in- Jeff Probst has bluntly refused to elaborate. And this is where it comes down to a kick in the teeth for Survivor fans and people in general that we're not explained what is happening because we're therefore meant to make our own mind up, speculate, and that's not right on anybody involved in this situation. I don't, I don't care whether you're Dan, whoever's allegedly involved, Kelly, anyone else who was involved in this season. It's, it's not right. There should be an explanation. There should be a, a, a point of, of talking about this more so than we've got. And this is where, this is what bothers me the most about this episode is it's, it's just silent. Survivor and CBS have just shut down. 
yeah, I, I mean, what's your viewpoint on kind of just how that all was portrayed? Because, again, you kept looking at me like, when's this happening, Ben? What's happening? I don't understand what's happening. I think that, okay, I have a lot of opinions, but this new one just popped up in my mind. And the new one is that I almost want to wait to fully formulate my opinion until next week when I see the new episode, the final episode. Because although I don't think it will answer many questions, I would be curious to see how everyone else deals with it because I think that that is part of what will answer questions. But that being said, how everyone else deals with it could just be edited out if they don't say anything at all next week. Now, I... I, I'm really struggling because at first I was like, oh my gosh, they have not said anything. I don't understand what's happening. Like, this is really weird, controversial, all this kind of stuff. And I was, like, I was confused until the moment it happened. And then I was literally just waiting for more information because there's the part where Jeff tells them what's happening and then you get, like, a little aside with Tommy and a little aside with Janet and then there's the text. And I looked at you when Tommy was talking, I think, and I said, does Jeff not come back and explain? Like, where's the explanation? And I think that at first it's really confusing. <laughs> but then... See, I, I still... I don't know if I have a formulated opinion. But then, after... Ben was super not impressed of the fact that nothing has been said about what happened and there's all this speculation and all of that. But I think, and even in this quote from Jeff, in this situation, out of respect for privacy and confidentiality, I can't say any more. So it's not legal because what I said to Ben earlier was, look, Maybe they're under court order. Maybe they literally can't say anything because the situation has been taken out of their hands and into a court. And whoever this person is who has reported this to Jeff and has reported it to others and it's going to court, it's being investigated, like maybe something's really happening. But then Ben was like, oh no, like they'd say it was for legal reasons. Out of respect for privacy and confidentiality, I can't say anymore. That, to me, says either it's super life-ruining for Dan, which it probably already is, and two, whoever the victim, I guess, in this situation is, has said, look, I don't want people to know about this. And I think that you have to respect that. Like, yes, it sucks that we don't get an answer, and it sucks that all of you fans who have been here forever and ever and ever can't say, this is what happened, this is why he's gone, I understand, I sympathize or I don't sympathize or whatever. But there are lives at stake as well. And I think that, like, I'd rather consider it from the point of view as, 
you're keeping someone safe by not knowing than from the point of view of this sucks that we don't know. Look, I don't disagree with what you said. I think you summed that up very, very well, and I think absolutely agree with you. I think, just quickly before I just say what I'm going to say about that, look, again, with nothing confirmed, the the supposed thing that has happened, at least from what has been put out there by many, is that an alleged incident happened between Dan and a crew member. So it, it did not involve a contestant. It involved allegedly a crew member. So I agree with everything you just said. I think the only thing, though, that I would counter to that is yes to everything, but at least come out and say there was an alleged incident between Dan and a crew member. We took him aside. We spoke to him as he had received a formal warning warning first time. This was his second strike. He is out of the game. We will not discuss this any further. That's all you need to say. Like, just at least say something because... Yeah, as you said, the quote, just to clarify on that quote that Mallory was alluding to. So Dalton Ross's Entertainment Weekly, he interviews Jeff Probst after every single episode, asked him the question, and Jeff Probst basically uh, replied with, the question is fair and reasonable one. I've endeavored to be as forthcoming as possible with you regarding everything that's happened this season. In this situation, out of respect for privacy and confidentiality, I can't say any more. And Probst wouldn't elaborate, no matter what Dalton said here. And, and look, I, I'm assuming Dalton asked Preston more, but he's not going to type up every single rebuttal in his um in his response here. And the the thing also that I find interesting, so Dalton's asked Jeff, how did Dan take the news that you're removing him? Jeff says, when we first told Dan we were pulling him from the game, he was not happy. We talked through everything for quite a while, and by the time he got on boat to leave, he had calmed down and was actually very respectful as he departed. I don't buy that. I'm sorry. If you've gone to Dan, this is a guy who clearly was annoyed that Jeff kept bringing this up at Tribal, and Jeff rightfully was like, no, we're always going to bring this up. If you've gone to Dan and said... We're removing you from the game. Like, Dan's not going to be like, oh, you're right, sorry, shouldn't have done that again, I'm going on a boat. He's going to be furious because no matter what anybody's viewpoint on any of this is, Dan, in Dan's eyes, he doesn't see what he's doing is wrong. And that, I'm not, I'm not defending that. I'm just saying that Dan's the one who needs to be educated on his actions. And clearly, he hasn't learned. So, whatever he has allegedly done, clearly, in the eyes of Survivor and the production team is wrong, and it's enough to remove him from the game. Somebody who is doing something like that, as I said, is not just automatically going to go, yeah, my bad, sorry, take me from the game. He's going to deny it, and he's going to say, well, what the hell, and he's going to fight it. I don't think they're going to sit him down for an hour, and all of a sudden he's going, oh, lol, sorry, yep, take me out of the game. He's still going to be fine. And this is where maybe he's threatening legal action, or he's doing this, or he's doing that. So, of course, Jeff's not going to turn around and say, oh, he was so angry when he left, we had to keep dragging, kicking, and screaming. That's going to be the line Jeff's going to say. Okay, a few things. For quite a while, does not specify any time frame whatsoever. True. Because I only just found out that tribal takes like three to four hours. So like quite a while could be a full day to him. Like it's not like that scene where he comes into camp and tells them that Dan has been, what is it, ejected? That's, yeah. Yeah, is that the right word? Um, was clearly at least midday, if not after. You can tell by where, the, like the light. So... They could have sat with him literally all morning, or all night. He or could have, all they night. could have gone back to camp because they. The, well, sorry to interrupt, but they did say like I think when Jeff showed up, was it um, Janet was like, "Where's Dan?" Mm. So like it could have been quite a while that he was gone, like a very long time. And the other thing that I was going to say, wait, go back to that other link so that I can. Is this there you one? go. Yep. Um, the next question that what is this guy's name asks. 
Uh, Dalton. Dalton Ross. Is why did you not inform the other contestants of why Dan was dismissed? And he says, he being Probst, says the exact same thing that he said earlier, which is it's out of respect and of, for privacy and confidential, confidentiality. So, like, it's, it is not that they don't want to tell you. And I think that that's something that's really important to take in in this episode because again i am not a fan of the last 39 seasons and so i don't understand the emotional connection to the show but i am emotionally connected i do want to know what happens i do sit down every week for an hour and watch this and then sometimes listen to what you're saying with whoever's on the other end of your you podcast <laughs> no, no no i don't i don't sit down and listen afterwards but i'll, I'll <laughs> no listen to fine. the questions um that you're asking the other person but like we even you and i like we always talk about it after we watch the episode what was good what was bad what we liked what we didn't and i think that if in this situation, the producers had a choice to tell you they would. I I don't think that they're just keeping this to cause this much controversy, especially when every single answer that Jeff gives is, this is out of respect for privacy and confidentiality. We are keeping this from the public because if we give it away, then... It's going to change lives more than it already has. And don't talk yet because you're going to go on a huge rant. And <laughs> whatever episode it was where Dan got his talking to, I said that I agree with Janet 100%. Janet did the right thing. I also said that I don't think what the girls did was right by saying that they were using it as part of the game because that... As a reflection on society, knowing that they are being broadcast on international television, like, you should not be using something so serious to get further in a game. I'm sorry, I disagree with that decision with everything I have, because it skews how the world already perceives these situations. It is saying, yes, women make this stuff up to get their way, but it's also, it's just undermining, it's undermining every woman who has ever said anything to defend themselves because, look, they changed their mind. It must not be true. Like, maybe they're just hiding from the possible repercussions. And I said in that episode, this is going to change lives outside of the game. There's no way that it can't. How many millions of people have seen this episode no matter what as soon as dan left the game whether it was him being voted out whether or not he won it was going to affect his life and now it clearly has but they're either they're either protecting him or they're pre protecting the girl or they might even be protecting themselves a little bit but with all of that said I would rather be of the opinion that, you know what, they're protecting someone and they have a good reason behind it because they know that their fans are loyal. They know that their fans deserve to know, but this situation is just too big and it's gone too far. I think 
the one bit I agree with you the most in what you just said is where you said they're protecting themselves. And this is what they're doing. Yeah, probably they're, true. They're, they're not protecting Dan. Absolutely not. They're I, not protecting no, Dan. But the, I'm assuming it's a girl in the situation. Like, I think that they could seriously be protecting her as well. If If I went to Jeff and said, Jeff, this happened, but I really don't want it to get out, but I'm really uncomfortable and I need to leave and I need to get help... I would hope that there's enough integrity that he would say, look, we'll protect you. Like, we've got your back and we understand that this is awful. When you put out a statement that basically says, I will not comment on this matter any further, refer to my respect and privacy and confidentiality, that is a company's way of defending themselves because... The thing that I see through this with reading between the lines that Survivor and CBS in general know where the backlash is going to come from is that two, three, four weeks ago, however long it was now, people were saying, why weren't, wasn't he removed from the game? So therefore, when this comes up again, and therefore he's then removed, this is what is going to happen. Because they're going to turn around and say, you know, he, he brushed a, a crew member's hair as he was walking past. So straight away, that's what they're going to say. And then that's, this is where the call is. So this is, to me, the reason that they're not commenting on all this is because they're protecting themselves. And then therefore, they can also angle this into the way they want to angle it in at the reunion. And this is important to tie into that because they've announced today that for the first time in history, the reunion won't be live. This is going to be a pre-recorded reunion for the first time ever. Now, we're going to get to one of our listener questions after, but I've also, through one of these listener questions, and I don't know if it's true or not, Dan supposedly won't be there. Elizabeth supposedly won't be there, but that's another story. We can maybe touch on that later on. Oh. And this, this, is, this is where I have a problem with the angle around what they're doing because I think that in any situation where somebody is being accused of something... They should be able to defend themselves. Exactly. The, the How Western society generally works is you are innocent until proven guilty. Now, I want to elaborate on that. Yes, we saw footage of Dan making Kelly uncomfortable and touching her in a way that made her uncomfortable. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, it doesn't matter what your intentions are when it comes to things like that. If a person is uncomfortable and asks you to stop, you stop. It's There's no gray area there. You stop. The problem here... And, like, back to what you were talking about, Janet. I, again, Janet was the absolute king in that whole situation because she formed an opinion and formed the situation by going to all sides. Mm. Okay? And then we eventually saw Dan's side of it. It was covered off, for the most part, very well. Here, you've just gotten a two-minute scene of Jeff walking up the beach going, there was an incident, Dan's removed, black text, Dan was removed, Jeff saying, for privacy confidentiality reasons, he's removed from the game. Now... I'm not trying to come out here and be a Dan defender because I don't, I'm not that guy. I'm trying to be a, a person who is trying to not just simply grab the torches and burn someone to death because of text on a screen and an edit that we're shown. I have seen comments and that online that are trying to basically say, look, this has been skewed. I know the story. I've talked to people from this cast. They're actually behind Dan, but we're not going to be ever shown that. Now, look, I don't know if that's true or not. I can't say that. I'm just reading that on text on the screen, exactly what I'm doing here. But the point is, the narrative that this brings is that if you look at this entire season on the edit around Dan, 
Dan got a warning for inappropriate behavior. He was right to have done so. He made someone feel comfortable. That seemingly was the end of the matter. They went on after that incident to show Dan playing the game normally. They showed him with his son. They showed all this level. And all of a sudden, they just oh, boom, he did something else. He's gone from the game. Doesn't he deserve the, the right of reply or some form of explanation rather than just having the lynch mob coming after him and assuming what he's done without every, any evidence? Again, I'm, I, I feel like I'm digging myself out here by sounding like I'm defending Dan. I'm not defending Dan if he's done something wrong. But I don't think anyone's got a right to speculate or say this or say that without any proof or evidence of what we've seen because we've been shown nothing. And this comes back into my point where... What is wrong about this episode is that we are shown nothing. And, like, that's not right in terms of it doesn't matter if this is a reality show or anything. Like, it's just you're being thrown to the wolves on nothing that we can hear turn around and, and form a, a valid opinion on because we don't know and we're not being told anything. You just said so much, and I feel like I disagreed with most of it, but I don't even Please. remember what you said. Um, uh, if you disagree, basically, talk, yeah. my entire opinion right now is eventually there will be an interview that someone does with Dan and it will get explained. Like, that that is realistically what is going to happen at some point. Whether it's tomorrow or in 10 years, at some point it's going to happen. That being said, though, I think that all things considered, he got a warning. Very true. Someone complained again. Very true. And he was ejected. Yep. That is exactly what we were told was going to happen. Yep. So in that respect, I again don't really have a problem. I actually have very little complaint about how it was handled, to be completely honest. Because we're not being told what happened, yes. We can speculate because we know that he has been given a warning. Even if in that tribal, as soon as tribal ended and they went to leave, he went up to Kelly and said hello in a creepy way, or what she felt was a creepy way, that to me is enough. He had been warned. Do you know what I mean? Like, And I agree with that. And I, I want to go back because you mentioned that Elizabeth is not going to be in the final, or is speculated to not going to be in the... Reunion. Um, reunion. Thank you. That's what it's called. But I have, I have, pro I have issues with that because she was the advocate of. I have always felt comfortable. There's never been a problem. I don't believe anyone like that. Very. I'm a feminist, but I'm such a strong woman that this is never going to affect me. Whereas on the complete other side, you have Kelly, who is. Feminist to the core, but still very vulnerable. And I think that, again, everything just... They just dismissed everything that Kelly so firmly believed. And Kelly felt that and was so uncomfortable. And it just brings me back to undermining these situations. And what is right and what is not. And it bothers me that Elizabeth is not going to be there for all of these reasons, because she was the one who so firmly was like, I've always been comfortable about around Dan. I've always, like, I've never had a problem. I don't think this is a real problem. Missy has told me that she's never had a problem, but Missy never really said that. And it just, I think that 
our final reunion is going to be skewed from the side of what Kelly felt and what Kelly saw. And you've already said that, but I think that it's just a little bit hard for me because I understand where you're coming from in saying that you, you're you not defending Dan, but you want to understand what happened because you don't... Like, I don't want Dan to be a bad guy in any way whatsoever. I don't want Dan's life to be changed by this, even though I know that it already has been. And I think that that's why Elizabeth's opinion is important, even though I disagree with everything she said because at no point did she account for Kelly's real feelings. And that really bothers me because she should realize, look, this woman is actually feeling this way. But her opinion of I was always comfortable comfortable around him, I think is is important to have at the reunion. And you're not going to get that. Well, you'll get it from Janet and you'll get it from Elaine, but they're not going to be two people who are asked about it. Janet might be asked about her friendship with Dan because she was the probably the closest female to Dan, I would say. That being said, though, they'll probably discount that and go back to Kelly as much as they possibly can. And so it just, it's a very one-sided opinion and one-sided view that we're getting. And it's it's not fair. But there's nothing we can do about it. And we already know that there's no more information that's going to come to light. You summed it up beautifully. I, I completely agree. I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. And... Look, I think with Elizabeth, look, I, d- I don't know if that's true or not. That's just based on a listener question, and again, we'll get to that. But at the end of the day, I see it with Elizabeth. I think that you've got to look at Elizabeth's life outside of Survivor. She is clearly a recruit to this game. I, I-, I apologize if she's not, but, I mean, she's an Olympic medalist mm-hmm. who clearly had no knowledge of who Sandra and Rob was early in the game. So she's got a much bigger brand for herself outside of this game, and she's publicly apologize for what happened and all this sort of stuff because you know she's out there she's not going to realize what that reaction is and then it happens so to me elizabeth is if she's not there it's a a choice by her that she wants to distance herself from this as far as possible and just not be involved in it and that's her decision fair enough i completely agree with you though like we're gonna it it is going to be very heavily skewed in the, the favor of kelly and look that's the way that cbs wants to go that's how the general opinion is anyway. And like, I think you said it very well there too, is that we need to hear those sides because Elizabeth and Missy, while using it for their gameplay advantage wrong, if they're in a position where they're not feeling uncomfortable with what's happening, that's their viewpoint of it. It's the same as if Kelly feels uncomfortable, that's her viewpoint on it. You, you know, like it, as I always say with this again, if you're, if you're uncomfortable with something, point it out, and then the person should stop. It's, it's that simple. There's nothing there to take that away from that. So Kelly is uncomfortable. She said it. Dan's got a warning. And there's going back to what you're saying. Again, I agree with you. He's got a warning. If he's done something else that's made someone else comfortable, bye-bye, Dan. Great. Just explain it to us better. Mm. Let's hear a bit of perspective. Because, like, if you're watching... Uh, uh, if we watch Blue Bloods. Don't hate us. But if you watch a show like Blue Bloods, right, where there's a crime, you're hearing all sides of the story, and clearly somebody's guilty, but you're still at least hearing all the sides of a story that you're going, oh, no, he's a killer. Oh, he's a killer. He's a killer. He's a killer. And then eventually you find out what it is. I at least want to hear, 
if somebody's done something wrong, I at least want to hear their perspective to, like, if this was a jury case, they're not just going to all of a sudden put Dan up on the trial and go, everyone, he got a warning. Uh, he said he didn't do it, but then he did it again. We're not even going to let him hear it this time because clearly he's done it because he got warned once, boom, he's guilty. Like, that's my problem with this. Again, there's obviously things going out, going on outside the game that we don't have control over and nothing is going to change. Very true. Like, I, I'm just, I'm done with this topic because yep, there's no, like, there's no other opinion to give because yep. there's no other information to... No, I completely agree. Like, like, I, I'm happy to move on. It's just, you need to hear from Dan. I reckon you need to hear from Elizabeth because there's enough going on that she allegedly has decided to not show up. Yep. And whether it be this situation and her image or if it even maybe had something to do with her and maybe she's feeling guilty about defending in the wrong situation and saying that I never felt uncomfortable and swaying opinions and using it for the game. Like, if that is why she's backed out, like, come back, come apologize, come say, look, I was wrong. Like, well, she has. She has. She oh, did do okay. a statement on her Twitter. Her and Missy did do like a big I apology. So, but no, I look. The fact that we're sitting here for basically thirty-five minutes talking about this is this is exactly my point at the beginning. This is the worst season of Survivor because we're having to sit here and talk thirty-five minutes about this stuff. The one thing I just want to quickly ask: you just give me a yes or no. Do you think it was unfair that he was removed after the vote because allegedly this incident happened before the vote? I I don't have a yes or no answer. Okay, that's a longer question than a yes or no answer yeah. because. If it if it happened okay, I'm gonna say what I said earlier, which is if it happened before the vote, but Jeff didn't know till after the vote, he's not going to go back and change it. So I think that like there's no situation in my mind where if Jeff knew before the vote happened, it wouldn't have been changed already. I don't think that the producers knew or Jeff knew until after the vote. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's No, I, I completely agree with you. And all I'll say is a lot of people are crying foul that Elaine was hard done by, but I agree exactly what you just said, Mallory, because I think it's it's not... They can't help it. If, if the legis... Like, as you said, happens before tribal, tribal happens, they go back to camp, that whoever it's happened to has gone to Jeff and the producers are going, hey, this is what happened. They've had to sit down and have a meeting that night. They've then gone to camp the next morning and pulled Dan from the game. They're not going to put Elaine back in the game based on that because that it doesn't affect the game. Yeah. It doesn't affect that vote. I think that, um, like, if I were Elaine, I'd be pretty shitty. Yeah. But, oh, and, well, yeah. but that being said, I think that of all the people to go out just before Dan got ejected she would also probably be one of the most understanding that this situation was out of her control. It is, like, she she has accepted that she was voted out. Yep. And you saw in her, um, what Final are they words. called? Final words. That she's done everything that she wanted to do other than winning a million dollars. And I think that you need to appreciate that, like, as shitty as you would be, 
they probably have a sentence more information than we do. She probably was able to ask Jeff, Jeff, when did you find out about this? Why was I voted out when Dan went home? Like, she, she was probably able to ask the question. And honestly, I do believe that Jeff's answer would have been, I didn't find out until after the vote. There was nothing I can do. Uh, yeah. Because he's not going to go from day 35 to day 36, take someone out on day 36, and then put your vote out from day 35 back in. That's not how it works. Like, you've seen how, what happens when people go home when they have medical emergencies and that kind of stuff, but this is different. I was going to say, to me, this is no different. Like, okay, it's different to being medically evacuated, but we've but seen it people... But no different. But yeah, exactly, time. because yeah. Th- this is the thing that you've got to have contingencies for in the game. People are going to quit. People are going to be medically evacuated. We had Terry Dietz in, um, in Second Chances, you know, removed because there was a family emergency. Things like this happen. They've also got a production schedule to work around. The day 35, they've got four more days to go with a certain amount of people. And it's just, it's all around. It's a television show at the end of the day. They've got scheduling and the way to do it. You've got contingencies around this. So to me, yeah, it's kind of sucky. And I know people are upset that Elaine's gone, but it doesn't change the outcome. Even if this had happened beforehand and they pulled him out beforehand, they still would have had this tribal council. And to me, Elaine's still gone home. So I agree and I disagree, depending on how far in advance of tribal council it happened i think elaine possibly could have stayed but based on the small timeline that we have created based (laughs) on pure speculation there was no way that she would have had time to formulate enough of a plan and get enough people on her side to not be voted out all right, I'm sick of talking about this rubbish. Uh, let's talk about some other things. Um, Island of the Idols this week, it really sucked. Um, because at the end of the day, this, this also sums up what I'm feeling about this season now. It started off so good. The challenge was a flip of a fucking coin. Um, I was so sad Elaine didn't win. Dean, no, I'm talking about the, oh. the Island of the Idols. Dean winning these. Yeah. So yeah. they're really stretching this out. Boston Rob coming up with his crap about, you know, oh, this is what you got to do for the jury and just I, blah, 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 flips a coin, boom, wins. I really appreciated the shot of Boston Rob fishing. <laughs> yep, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> I also liked this subtle little, uh, little confessional from Boston Rob about like, this has been my life for the last two decades, you know, I'm at home. Like, gee, I wonder if you're transitioning that into next season so we can see why you're out there again. Um Look, this started off so interesting, but now it's just annoying. Like, you know what I liken to them in Tribal Council now when they're in their little hut? Go, go the Muppets? Ahead. No, no. Oh. Well, actually, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. But you know how people nowadays, millennials and everyone else, seem to hate on old school sitcom sitcoms with laugh tracks? They think that's so cheesy and dumb. I totally see it. Like, the point of a laugh track... Was it was it was invented in I think the fifties or the sixties because people at that point were used to seeing live shows in theatre and when you go to see a live show in theatre, the actors will pause for a laugh because they know when it's going to laugh. So people didn't know how television was going to transition comedy, so they felt okay then. Well, let's take that from live theatre and put it onto TV, and that's what it transitioned to, and that's what we got stuck with with sitcoms. People now complain that a laugh track is cheesy. Somebody pulled apart the Big Bang Theory, muted the laugh track, and go, look how awkward it is without the laugh track. Any sitcom in history performing in front of a live audience knows to pause when to expect laugh. It's live performance art. It's telling an audience, this is funny, you should laugh. It works. 
This is what we're seeing with Boston Rob and Sandra. We're seeing them react and we're seeing them drop a line. Oh, Dean's smart. Dean's playing to the jury. It's just dumbing down it for the audience and telling us how to think. It's, it's, it's dumb. And people are falling for this. So anyway, point is, I'm thanks for that. Sorry. Looking forward to seeing the end of this because even with all the crap that we've had this season, we don't need Rob and Sandra. Love Robin. Well, I love Sandra. Rob's fine, but like, it's just yeah. Anyway, I have nothing really else to really talk about here because I think we're going to get some fun list of questions. I think the only question here to kind of look at this because there's just so much crap now. Elaine gone. She was my winner's choice now. Mm. <sighs> um, are you ready? I want to see Janet win. Yes. If Nora makes it to the final three, I reckon she would have a chance. Tommy's going to win. Which if Tommy... Look, I've said from like episode two that Tommy is getting a winner's edit. I've, I swear, through all these people right now who are saying Tommy's winning, I've been on that train from the beginning. But the problem is if he wins... That quote from Sandra about a woman's going to win this game, what the fuck was the point of that? This narrative in the storytelling, the way they edit this, it was just such an odd red herring. To me, Janet, I'm I'm still sticking to my guns that a woman's winning this season. Last week I was getting Lauren vibes, but Lauren just had such an invisible I edit this week. I do not think it's going to be Lauren. Yeah, Even, just, I've, mm. I don't think I've ever, other than in the first couple episodes, in the first couple episodes I thought she was going to have a really good game, but... I, she just hasn't, if you, I would like to see Lauren, Janet, and Nora band together and vote out the boys, to be completely honest. If that were to happen, Janet wins. If, if it was Dean, Tommy, and Lauren, final three, see, the only way I see Lauren winning is if Lauren, Dean, and Nora go to the final three. Yep. But I also just think that's so highly unlikely, unless Lauren can figure that out, which could happen in the next four days of this. The do you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, okay. Agree. Yeah, um, oh, I understand. Sorry. Uh, anyway. But I, I really don't think she will. Yeah. If you think it's going to be a woman, my vote's for Janet. Look, right now, the easiest way to me to look at this right now is Dean is not winning and Nora's not winning. Pure and simple. Yep. They are not winning this game. So that leaves Lauren, Janet, and Tommy. I I am going to say Janet's winning just because I think if you look at a consistent edit, it's between Janet and Tommy. And Lauren is just, she's so higgledy-piggledy. She goes invisible for a while. She has a good edit. She goes invisible. It's very inconsistent. Dean's had a more consistent edit than she has. The thing is, she hasn't done anything the entire season. Like None of them really have, though. Any... I feel like Janet has been on the good side of everything. And I feel like Janet has been... <sighs> See, I don't I don't want to say that she's been a strategist. I just think that at the right times, she's made the right moves. Whether or not you view, view that as strategy, it's your opinion. But I think that she has just... She's been in the right place at the right time. She's picked up her idols at the right time. She's just had she's just had a very solid game in comparison to everyone else. Whereas Lauren, even in this episode, she talks about, oh, maybe this is my time to make my move. Maybe this is my time to make my move. And her move is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. I'm sorry. It made me really mad when she was like, oh, 
like, I think it would be good to choose now to vote out Nora. Of all the people, like, why wouldn't you choose to vote out an actual threat who you don't want to sit with at the end? Like, that just, it didn't make sense to me that her move was literally nothing. And that she was making such a, like, she just, she hasn't done anything. But she's talked about doing things over and over and over. And literally not followed through on anything like she's just she has just been a vote for tommy basically and the line that she had this episode saying like i'm gonna play like sandra someone who makes moves like sandra sandra's literally only got one move in her book and that is as long as it's not me and it's worked for her twice um i think kind of tying back into what we said at the very beginning of the episode there hasn't been a lot of gameplay strategy this season and like none of these players really have done a whole lot on the on the grand scheme of what people think a survivor win is. And this always falls back into my viewpoint about it's not all about the flashy moves. This survivor resume is not a thing. It's the dumbest thing that people say because no one who wins this game anymore has got a good survivor resume. It's just stupid. The one thing that I will say that really sells Janet winning after this episode, she had that moment when she found the idol and she was sitting there crying. She's going like, imagine if I won mm-hmm. this game. That, that, to me, is a winner's quote. Right there, boom. They're going to show that in her little package of yeah. this is Janet winning. And I would love nothing more. Like, I, I have liked Janet from the beginning. I, I, I liked Elaine a little bit more. I'm sorry, Janet. But, like, you've, she's had the hero edit as well. Mm. Through all this crap that has happened with Dan, I think that it also I think it that- comes out on top as a good ending to a crap season if the hero who has been the, the voice of the season wins. I think that the thing about her overall edit as the hero edit is that literally like she actually is my hero she has handled every situation that this game has thrown at her so well even in this episode when um elaine breaks down and cries and janet's sitting there crying next to her and turns to her and says you know what even if tonight is the night you get voted out which obviously she knows is she's getting voted out that night anyway not the point the point is um she says like you're gonna find your path you're gonna make it like she just it i don't i don't know how to describe my feelings towards janet because she is just so ah, she's just so great and i think it's what i was what i was originally trying to say is it's not that it's her edit, I think it's also who she is. Completely agree. Like, it is, it is just who she is as a person. It's, she's using her life experience to, A, build these other people up who are going through a really hard 40 days of life, which she's experiencing as well, but she's trying to help them however she can. Yeah. But she's also using her life experience to play a game, to have all of these thoughts and to take in what's going on and just i would love to see janet win that being said i would have loved more to see elaine win but i've always loved like janet and my and elaine were my two from the beginning and i look i I agree with everything you said and i think again this will be the the feel-good story to come from it if she wins and i also think it's going to be a shame that this season will be remembered so negatively if she wins as well because like she's just just the nicest, most just like amazing person. No matter what your viewpoint and anything that's happened this season, she's been in the middle and played everything so beautifully and come out of it perfectly and shown on top because that's seemingly the type of person she is. And what really to me, I like, I'm a, I'm a, 
I don't buy into a lot of these biases in Survivor that people claim like, oh, it's, you know, it's this, that, and everything else. The only bias that I genuinely believe exists in Survivor, and this has been particularly prevalent in the, the more recent seasons, is the bias against the older female character who does so well in the game, gets to the end, and never gets the respect for what they do because they're perceived as the mum type, and they're not given respect because that's not how a mum should be playing. And that's what really, really annoys me. Because, you know, you, you, like you look at Dawn back in Caramel, and this is not going to mean anything to you, but like Dawn, um, you know, someone like that who just, who just, oh, still annoys me today that Cochran got all the love when it was Dawn that was there exactly the same too. Chrissy in Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, you know, Cherie, th- these people, Sherry, I always say her name wrong, whatever. But to me, Janet, just it, it puts all that to bed. Janet wins next week. Not only does she become the oldest female winner, she becomes the oldest winner. Bob Crowley currently sits that record at 57 years old. She's 59. She will win this game, become the oldest winner ever. And like that, after, let's be honest, a fairly crap decade of seasons, and when I say decade, I realize it's only been five years, but 10 seasons worth, where we legitimately haven't had a great winner in the last 10 seasons, except for Jeremy and Sarah, are the only two that I come to me that say they were possibly top half winners. I'm not saying Janet's going to be in that category. She's not. She's not going to be a top half winner. No, whoever wins this season is not going to be a great winner. But Janet, as a character and as a person, puts a bit of a smile on my face mm-hmm. as a decent winner who I remember as coming from a crap season, but is a great human being, and I am happy she walks away a millionaire. Can we invite her to our wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I sure. want to be friends with Janet. Sure, Janet. Never Janet, met you. Um, I damn it, Janet. You're coming to our wedding. I, you're old enough to be my grandma, so you're going to be Grandma Janet. <laughs> you can replace my real Grandma Janet. Actually, that sounds really bad. Not replace. <laughs> not replace. I never met her, so it's not a replace. Mm, okay, then making myself sound worse. My middle name is Janet. I'm named after my Grandma Janet. It's closest they've been. You've never had a you Mallory play. You could be my so. new Grandma Janet. What? So right now, your give me your official winners pick right now. Give me a name, Janet. Give me. Okay, I'm not going to go for the order. We're not going to sit here and do that all the time. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to say Janet. I'm, I'm, I'm with Janet. If, if Elaine was still in this week and Nora had gone home, I would have said Elaine. I agree. Um, but Janet, to me, based on the evidence. But look, if to- if Tommy wins, fine. He, See, yeah. If I'm not going to be angry with a Tommy win, not but not yeah. Janet. It's Tommy. Yeah, but. And I wouldn't be mad if it was Tommy, to be completely honest. I don't think I'd be mad if anyone won. Like, like I, I'm not unhappy with any of these if players it was, winning. I think I would Maybe actually... Dean. Really, I would be more upset if Lauren won. See, I, I, have, think- I love... I've, Lauren was my favourite coming into this. Like, she... Just go back and read her pre-game bio. She's hilarious. And she's just... I love Lauren. I love her to bits. If I... Like, I would be thrilled with a win for her. Like, I, I don't dislike Dean. I just think Dean's kind of dumb and just... You know, just he's just I, dumb. Like I agree. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. But... Like you're probably a nice guy, but you're just a dumb player of Survivor. Nora, the most I, incredible honestly, win that would be for a character. How amazing! Uh, oh. How amazing would it be if Nora? <laughs> I won? love that woman. I love Nora. Nora's come to our wedding. Like Heck God, yeah. It's bugger Ryan Reynolds and uh, Hugh Jackman officiating. I want Nora to marry us. Oh. Can, I would like for Janet and Nora to be one and two. Oh. If I could, if I could pick it. If Janet, Dean, and Nora go to the end, Janet and Nora will be one and two. And that oh, would be wonderful to see. Make a tie at the end. I want to see that. Um, before we get into our listening questions, I, again, I'm very impressed with these listening questions. Um, buy it, rent it, bin it. I'm binning it. I'm just telling you that now. 
I mean, look, this even before what happened at the end, it was just kind of a like it was it was an average. I would I would have rented it because it was just subpar. But then the end just no, nah, it's a bin for me. I don't know. It's it's hard with a TV show, honestly. Probably like a bin rent bin bin bin. See, with if you cut out the last two minutes, it would be a rent for sure. Yeah. No, I I I, I that yeah exactly. I would agree. All right, now. I, I really did not know how we were going to go for listener questions this week because I legitimately didn't know how many we would get. And that's no disrespect to you, but it was just a case of, well, like when we have Julian and Cable on, they've got a background with Survivor. They were Oslets. Uh, you I'm know, sorry, Ka- everyone, that you don't know who I am. But, but like, I, I really love the fact that we actually got some really good listener questions. So some of these, as always, we've discussed in the episode. Uh, I will get to skip over some of these and all that sort of stuff. But let's just go through these. So, Thomas, this is the, the one I was talking about before, saying that rumours and Dan and, uh, and Elizabeth won't be at the reunion. Uh, Elizabeth has removed any mention of Survivor from her social media buyers and seemed to have declined exit press entirely. She probably ain't coming, just speculation. The only thing I'll say to that, Thomas, is this season basically has been devoid of all exit press. It's only really been uh, Rob has a podcast, and I think, was it Entertainment Weekly or People, one of them had exit interviews. We were told specifically that CBS weren't doing exit interviews this season. So, look, it's not, I don't think, just Elizabeth. But, yeah, so that's that's all I can say. And, look, I really don't think Dan would have ever been allowed there anyway, to be honest. Um, but, yeah. Um, Neil asks, if Janet goes next due to the idle nullifier, which we didn't even mention, Dean got an idle nullifier, would you have chosen that, like, out of those three advantages? The the idle for two... No, the idle to give to someone else, it was a double vote or the nullifier? I reckon the double vote would have been... See, the thing is... Okay, if I knew that Janet had a idol, I understand his choice. Mm-hmm. Which, because he did know that. In any other situation, I definitely would have chosen the double vote. And I actually do think he should have chosen the double vote because you never know when your alliances are going to change. And Janet, to me, is one of is the most trustworthy person out of this final five. So, with that being said, if I were Dean, I would have said, I'll take the double vote. I don't want the idle nullifier because you don't know what Janet's going to do with it. True. And I think the double vote, if you're allowed to use it in the final five, very powerful tool Mm. at the final five. You just need one person with you. You've got the numbers. Well, at least a tie. So, yeah. What was the question? Uh, if Janet goes due to the next uh, idol nullifier and Lauren loses a fire challenge, this will lead to another snooze final three and a male winner with Tommy. Boring. Um, That's not a question. No, we get comments sometimes, so they're not always... Sorry. I'm sorry. Gabriel, uh, I'm still convinced a man is going to win this season between Dean and Tommy because I feel like Janet and Lauren are the next two to go. What do you think? Well, I think we just discussed that. Um, Dean's not winning. (laughs) But, yeah. If I were to pick who goes next, it would be Nora, actually. I think Nora's going to the end no matter what. Nora's the really? goat. Nora's the clear goat. Nora, will, to me, is in the final three no matter what. Oh. To me, it is um, I, I Janet want... or Lauren will go next. And I think Lauren will go just because I feel Janet will get lucky and get a couple of immunities. I want to or honestly see a women final three. That, oh, yeah. Like, I... It's been a long time since that, I've won them. That's what I want to see. I, as far as hope goes, it's pretty low that that's going to happen. But that's what I would like to see. That being said, you saw in this episode Tommy going 
I don't plan on taking Lauren to the end. I think Lauren could win, which still surprises me. But he only has his two guys now, which is not more than three girls. And if the girls somehow manage to pull it together and realize that they could go to the final three together without Tommy or Dean winning immunity, I think it could be good. Six times we have had an all-female final tribal council, including twos and threes. The last time we had an all-female tribal council, Salman Del Sur. So, ten seasons ago. Um, one of the most underrated seasons, Salman Del Sur. Great season. Um, Missy, another one of those older female characters who got no love at the end. So, yeah, no, it's been a while since we've had an all-female final. I think it would be really cool. No, I, I, think, I agree with you. I also think that this is the season for it. Yep. Yeah. Completely agree. And I think, like, the, the amount of talk that Jeff gave this season about strong female players, that's, again, why I still buy into it. There's going to be a female winner. So, um, all right, Chloe. So, do we think Janet is for sure next one out in fifth since Dean will play his advantage to cancel her idol? Dean or Tommy win final immunity and take Nora, and it will come down to Lauren and whoever between Dean or Tommy. Boring final. Screw you, Dan. Um, look, I think we just touched on that, didn't we? Yeah. Also, like, I'm going to disagree with the screw you, Dan. Like, I'm sorry, Chloe. I understand where you're coming from, but you can't make the assumption because you really don't know. Yeah. And, like, you you really don't know what's going on and don't formulate that opinion until you find out because it's all about educating yourself and it's all about knowing both sides of the story because... It could be something completely un- unrelated, although it's probably not. It could be something completely unrelated that there's something going on outside the game and he had to leave because of it and he doesn't want anyone to know. Like, it could be something completely unrelated. We don't know that. So just don't... Okay, little bit of backstory. There is going to be a referendum this year in New Zealand. We're currently living in New Zealand, for those who don't know this. Does everybody know this already? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, they can find us at 1 New Zealand Street, New Zealand. <laughs> um, but on our radio show a couple months ago, I talked about how there's this referendum coming and they're voting to legalize marijuana and that people need to get out there and educate themselves before they vote. Don't vote on the rumors that you hear. Don't vote on the con- connotations that come with your idea of what weed is vote on the science vote on what is really going to happen with it look up what the referendum is actually about is it medical is it recreational how is this going to affect your country how is this going to affect your economy educate yourself this is the same situation but with again real lives educate yourself before you tell someone that they've done something wrong like Yes, he probably has, but you don't know that, so don't make this opinion to hate someone. There's no reason. Uh, yeah, and Sorry, that's no, no, no. Well, that goes back into my point before when it comes to yeah, exactly agree with you, and I think this is a lot of the problem when it comes to these issues in society today is that people are so quick to form an opinion based on what is going around in the world and movements and everything because, you know, this goes back into playing to Janet's strengths about how amazing a person is Janet is because Janet was willing to listen to Dan and get an explanation because going back into your point about what Elizabeth and Missy did, that yes, it demeans real victims, like women who have genuinely been assaulted 
and makes people question their allegations. But at the same time, it also raises, you know, legitimacy over people who are accused Mm -hmm. because there are cases where people are falsely accused and there are cases where people, victims are falsely, they're not believed. It it, it works on both sides. So, yeah. And like, don't get me wrong because I definitely walked into this episode saying like, I am on the side of the rumors, but literally all we have to go off is rumors. All we have to go off is speculation. The only official information we have is that no one can say anything due to respect and confidentiality. So, like, you're... You're basing an opinion and you're formulating hate for someone off a rumor. And I think that's a problem with our society. And I'm not going off at you, Chloe. Like, I'm sorry if it feels like I am because I'm not. I just, I think that sometimes our society at the moment is just too quick to jump to a conclusion. And yes, this episode left that so far open for us. But that doesn't mean we need to fall into its trap. Look, at the end of the day, we all have opinions. We're human beings. Opinions like assholes, we all have one. I'm a journalist. My job is to be unbiased and tell both sides of the story. So that's why I look at all situations like this, no matter what happens, because I have to be that way. That's my job. So that's why if you might think that I'm defending Dan or this sort of stuff, I'm not. It comes down to the fact that there are two. I I saw a great quote today. There are three sides to a story. One person's, the other person's, and the truth. And that to me, as a journalist, I'm trying to find the truth. But you've also got to listen to both people's side of the story. Layla, uh, I think we've already covered this one. Why <laughs> didn't they cancel trouble and just remove Dan before the vote? Elaine got screwed big time. Bring our queen back. Yeah, we've already answered that one. Um, Cole, I'm furious about this episode. Elaine got screwed. WTF, this happened before the vote. He should have been removed. Uh, we've already seen that. Uh, sorry, Cole, not to take away from your question. We've discussed this. I'm sorry. Just hand Tommy the check and let us move out to the 20th anniversary and winter season. Look, I'm with you. I'm just so ready to move on to next season. Um, this is from Rosie. Dean's legacy advantage now has no chance of being used. Well, it's fake. Uh, with Dan being pulled, the tribal council for six left won't happen. Damn you, Dan. You cost us a funny moment. Well, I think we already mm-hmm. had a funny moment this episode, to be honest. Uh, we didn't really talk about that. The poker faces of Sandra and Rob was kind yeah. of funny. Um, Leah P, the Survivor reunion will be pre-taped. Uh, I was looking forward to a longer reunion due to having a final five, not six, but it looks like most of the reunion will be on the issue, which you expected. Look, Leah, I think most Survivor fans gave up of the reunion after Caramoan when they shafted half the crowd into, after half the cast into the audience. I think the last reunion I timed at like 17 minutes. The reunion is barely needed anymore. Like, it's still, okay, it's always needed, but no. I mean, since we had little girls eating rice in the crowd, um, and bloody what's the name from the Big Bang Theory, you know, giving an opinion on the season. Yeah, the reunion's kind of a joke now. Um, Craig Lowe, with Dan's removal, we have a final five. Does this mean we'll actually get a longer reunion? Uh, well, I think we just answered that. Um, sorry, Craig, we, we didn't answer that. I, I mean, one thing I, I really think we just should mention, with all this stuff with Dan, it is a history-making moment, the very first player to ever be removed from Survivor. Somebody mentioned on social media today saying that, oh, well, Brandon was technically removed in Caramel, and he wasn't, he was... He was a he was voted out, even though technically you could say it was a removal. It's one of these things where it's like, you know, it's a line ball. It was a Dana in Philippines technically quit, even though she sort of was medevaced at the same time. Anyway, 
Um, I, I did. Can I just say one funny little thing that I did? I don't read? want you to read this question. I one funny thing I read online just to make a bit of humor about this episode because you know why not? Somebody posted on Twitter. Dan was probably caught having a wank in the bushes. <laughs> I just I just thought that was probably not funny, but it is funny at the same time. It's a little funny. Uh, Richard, uh, really loving Australian Survivor archives. Has Mallory listened to it? Enjoyed it too. You know what, Richard. Ben and Matt really appreciate you. I also really appreciate you. I listen sometimes when Ben's editing it through the wall. (laughs) No, I don't. You don't know a thing about what we're talking about. I am a terrible future wife to Ben, and I have never listened to an episode of anything that he's ever put out, including things that I'm on. You listen to some of the Brink best ofs. Oh, yeah, but like the best ofs I consider not as true episodes. They were actually good. I hope you listen to this year's best of because it's pretty good. You're on it a lot. Um, Wesley, will a Survivor Oz Network Christmas episode be on the cards to return? If not this year, then maybe next year if you're living in Canada and can contact American players easier. Look, I, I was discussing this with someone the other day. I forgot we even did those Christmas episodes. They were a lot of fun, but... A lot of commitment involved. I, I would love to, Wesley, but no, sadly, I don't think they'll ever return. The Survivor Oz days were fun. They were great, but I just don't have time in life to commit to the extent that I did before. So, um, look, never say Unless never. Unless he would gets probably... funded by all of you. Wesley, if you are rich and want to pay me um, more than I earn right now for my job, I will bring Survivor Oz back full time and I will do whatever you want, my master. But at this time, I cannot commit to it. So, um, yeah, if, if I win Lotto next week, if I win Powerball, boom, done. I will, I will make a career out of it. But um, sadly, it's, yeah, never say never, but I will probably say never. Uh, June. Mallory, have you seen Australian Survivor? And if so, any favourite players? Uh, <laughs> um, Katie? Correct answer. Hashtag bring back Katie Gold. Um, okay, literally the only episodes of Australian Survivor that I have ever seen are parts of the first true season of Australian She's Survivor. She's well, look at it. Um, because when Ben was re-watching them before they started their Australian archives, um, Australian Survivor archives, that's what it's called, right? Um, yeah, so I've only seen like bits and pieces of the first season that being said i do super love katie and she is really great you saw the final episode you saw her breakdown and then her threatening to kill people so you saw the gold that is katie gold i, I did yeah so um but no i look I've, i i would like you to watch it but um yeah we'll get around to that one day uh paul can mallory oh here we go can Mallory remember what season the following players appeared on first? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> no and no. Tina Wesson. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, she was the very first female winner. She won the second season of Australian Outback. Do you remember Sandra's first season? Even if you give me oh. a number in the first ten seasons, because you probably won't remember the actual name of the season. Also, six is going to be my guess. Seven. Oh, dang it. Rupert. Wait, what season was season Pearl seven? Pearl Island. Rupert was in the same season as Sandra. I was going to say Rupert was the same season as Sandra, I'm pretty Pearl sure. Islands, yep. Sari. Also the same season? No, earlier. A higher. Later. Later. 12. Correct. Good job. 
Courtney, what, I don't what even think you would. season was it? Uh, Panama or Exile Island. I call it Panama. Panama. Um, I, I don't even think you know who this person is. Courtney Yates, you wouldn't know who she is. Nah. Uh, she was on 15 China. Jenna Moraski, you probably don't know who that is either. Season 6, Amazon. Uh, Kelly Wentworth, you did just recently. Okay, wait. You watched her. This is not Purple Kelly? No, no. This is Well, she's, no, no. This is. There's um multiple Kellys. Kelly, I think, is the most common name in all of Survivor. Oh, Great. And they're all generally great people. I, I know. Um, no. 29 was her first season, so I wonder so she's returned uh, two other times this year. She has. Uh, oh, speaking of queens, when it comes to Kelly, Kelly Wigglesworth, the ultimate Kelly. Is this Purple Kelly? No, no. This is season one runner-up to Richard, the OG Kelly. Um, Tony. Oh, you're going to love Tony next Wait, season. Wait, is Tony the big guy with tattoos? Cop. I Tony! know who Tony is. He's coming back next year. One of the greatest winners we've ever had. I don't know what his love first Tony. season was. Uh, 28, Kagaya, one of the best seasons. And Boston Rob, what season was he first on? The one with Amber. That wasn't his first season. That what? wasn't his first season? See, that was oh, all stars. All season eight. The best season of Survivor. Fight me. Um, <laughs> Before season eight. Season four. Correct. Good job. What season was that? Marquesas. That was uh, John's. Goat John's. You ah. mean Goat John? There you go. I, like, I have to. John. I have to refer to him as Goat John because okay. you know. <laughs> I do know his last name. Corval. Cor- Cor- Carol. Carol. Dang it! <laughs> I just want to point out that the three main people, as I well four, because Billy's coming as well. So Billy Garcia. Yep. I know his name. What season is he from? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do this to me? I don't know. He was from Cook Islands. Now, you're going to chat with Billy because Billy was on Aussie's first ever tribe. Aussie voted oh. Billy out. Aussie, come on. We like Billy. I've, I don't know if I've ever actually talked to Billy. To Billy's be great. Hashtag bring back Billy. Um, T-Bird yep. was on Australian Outback. Nope. Oh, that was Tina, the winner. She often got confused with Tina. She was on the season after in Africa. Af- oh, I knew that. You'd like Africa's good season. Um, John Carroll. What did you just say his original season was? Marquesas, season four. Season four, same as Rob. Yes, he voted Rob out. He's one of only two people to ever vote Boston Rob out. Purple Kelly? Yep. Her original season was... Season, season 21, Nicaragua. 21. <laughs> and I will show you her season, but you won't see her much because that's why she's called Purple Kelly, because she got the purple edit, and yeah. Uh, which female player, this is from Ray, which female player would Mallory most like to have an alliance with if Janet. she's on this season? Cool. All right, thanks. Janet. Right. Janet. Also, though, like Nora, because she's freaking crazy. But also, no, Nora, because she's freaking crazy. I love Nora. I did love that moment in Tribal Council. And it's like when Jeff is like, where are you this week? At Tribal Council? <laughs> that was so cute. I was like, oh, my gosh, that would be me. But the thing is, like, I think that sometimes you forget to think about how starved they are, how tired they are. Like, they are living off nothing 35 days been out there for more than a month like your brain is gonna be fried i just worked 11 days in a row and yesterday i was trying to tell somebody something and see i can't even remember who it was or what i was trying to tell them but halfway through a sentence i just stopped and i was like you know what i can't even remember what i was trying to tell you like they're actually super probably brain dead at this point and like just overworked overtired over hungry like i i loved that moment which you never see, you, you never realise any more today in Survivor because you never really see the survival aspects. But when you go back and we watch Africa and we watch Marquesas, when the survival aspect was mainly the main part of the show, like, I love that aspect of Survivor and we just don't get that anymore. going to save Granny Survivor to last because she's always best to last. Uh, Prudence, what was your most favourite experience visiting Ben's home state of Tasmania and what did you enjoy about other parts of Australia if you visited them? Wow, this is not survivor related. I like this question. Okay. Um don't judge me. 
I loved living in Adelaide. And I know that that is something that everyone will judge, but it was like the perfect big small town feel for me because it is a big city but it feels wow. like it, like it feels like a town like it doesn't it doesn't feel big and i i love that like i loved that it was laid back and it was warm and there were beaches really close and uh, i i absolutely loved living in adelaide to be completely honest and i got to travel a lot in south australia and just really enjoyed all of the scenery there and just oh yeah um as far as tassie goes meeting ben Correct Aww. answer. Aww. Um, also, we. What was the question about Tassie? My favorite part of Tassie? What was your most favorite experience visiting? Okay, Tasmania? when the girls. So I traveled. When I was traveling in Tasmania, when Ben and I met, I was traveling with three of my really good friends, and we stayed in. Is it cold? Bay. Bay, where the red rocks are? Uh, no, no, it's Bay of Fires. Bay of Fires. Friendly Beaches is up there? The Friendly Beaches is on Fraser Name, which is closer oh to Coles Bay. Uh, Bay okay. of Fires up near St. Helens. We were in Bay of Fires because it was the orange rocks. Um, I can't remember what the campsite was. I thought that was friendly, but it must have been something else. Um, when we were staying up there, we were sitting on these big orange rocks one night, just like hanging out, drinking wine, staring at the ocean. And a, is it a manta ray that's face has the two little hooks? Uh, that's how you tell a part of stingray and a manta ray? Sure, yep. So I think it was a manta ray because its nose has the two little hooks, whereas a stingray's is rounded. Or the other way around. Whatever it was, we saw one and it was freaking giant. But just like watching it like fly through the ocean basically and it did a couple laps in front of us and it was just it was the most amazing experience yeah it was really cool if it was a stingray you would have had permission to um abuse it because fucking murderous bastards killed steve Irwin. um that sounds very nice that was a good question thanks for that question um colton i i, I always want to know if this is the survivor colton um I, I please let us know next time you ask a question i'm the only colton fan in the world i don't care i like colton uh mallory You've already answered this one. What is your relationship with Survivor in general? Are you a casual fan, a super fan, or an ultra fan? I don't think I'm even a casual fan, to be honest. He's an but... occasional fan. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Hilda, Mallory, have you had the pleasure of meeting any players of Survivor before, since knowing Ben, and if so, any favourites? Okay. What does meeting mean? Uh, go with in, in person? person? No. Over Skype chats that Ben has been on? Yes. Who have I met? Well, I've met Matt. That's Australian Survivor, obviously. Um, and I've met Eric. You did, yeah. Because I, 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 I was going to say there was somebody yeah. that you did talk to. Yeah. Um, have I have I talked to T Bird no, on the phone? No. no. Um, okay, so I've only met two over Skype. I thought there was. I, I there feel was like there's one. another one too, but I can't think of who it is. Mm. I will often. Okay, <laughs> so Tanya said hello to you the other day. For anyone <laughs> who listens to the Australian Survivor archives, or realistically any of Ben's podcasts, which no one does, often, often when he is podcasting, if I 
am getting home or going to bed or whatever it happens that I'm doing, it's normally if I get home or if I'm leaving or if I go to bed, I will come into the office and I'll say a quick hello, goodbye. It's a silent hello and goodbye. But I will also bring the cat in and I'll make him dance on Skype for whoever is podcasting. And I think it's so funny. So I never I never know if the person on the other end who is normally mad um, <laughs> laughs or gets distracted at all. But I just think that I am so funny and I'm standing in the background like dancing with my cat, trying not to laugh, trying not to make any noise. But yeah, I yeah, Mallory likes to entertain herself, as you can hear. I, I do. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks for that question, Ruth Maurice. This is a multiple choice. Uh, I haven't asked this in a while, but since Mallory hasn't answered this, I'm very curious about what she would do if she had to pick between these four advantages if she ended up on an island and had to pick one. It's actually Ruth. Wait, I will on an island in Survivor or yeah. on an island by myself. Survivor. Oh, I don't think okay. these advantages are going to help you if you're stranded on a desert island. Um, Ruth Marie, this this week actually reminded me a lot of you because when um, Tommy had the choice, uh, Dean, sorry, had the choice to choose between three different advantages, this reminded me of your question. So good job, Ruth. You're influencing Survivor. Um, so the four options. Voodoo idol. You have an idol with no worth but, be can, but can become a full idol if someone plays an idol at tribal. Their idol is now powerless, and your idol is now usable. Holy. Two, the vote tripler. You gain the advantage to add three votes to only one player in a tribal council, but the consequence being you are unable to vote in the next tribal council. Number three, the immunity canceller. Play this and cancel someone's ability to compete in any immunity challenge. Or the mutiny idol, play it to save whoever has the most votes from elimination, but send them to the other tribe instead. She's thinking. Okay. It's not option four. <sighs> okay. Lots of dead air in this episode. Sorry. If I had... If I knew my alliance was strong like you know how dan and janet are good friends within and what they have said will be outside the game as well Mm -hmm. if i had a alliance that i felt that secure in then i would choose the vote tripler in any other situation i think i would choose the voodoo idol okay Interesting. All right. Thanks, Ruth Marie. It has been a while since you've sent that in. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Katie Silas. Mallory, what is your favorite season of Survivor and your favorite male and female player from all the seasons you've watched? This is a joke question. I'm sorry, Ruth. Katie. Katie. Ruth was the last one. I'm sorry. Um, Okay. Um, (laughs) Actually, okay. So I really like Ozzy and I've seen... You like Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Why did I not think of Malcolm first? Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with Malcolm's me? Malcolm's the best <gasps> Aussie stereotype. Malcolm. Between him, Joe, and Aussie, Malcolm comes out on top easily. Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm. I like Malcolm. Malcolm. Oh, I was so sad when he got voted out so early. In each of his um, three seasons, basically. <laughs> shut up. Malcolm's my favorite. He did You're make correct. a fire in his first He season. has a girlfriend, or at least last time I creeped all of his and social media. And you also have a fiancé. <laughs> yes, that's important, too. Um, I feel like i have 
see it's hard to think of female characters other than sandra right now for me because literally the first two people who popped into my head were rob and sandra and i was like "Mm, that's probably not true um i do like don't get me wrong i really like sandra i don't know if she would be my favorite i really i think i've seen a season with three yes you would have seen game changes i like her three is amazing those are the only two female if i say janet is that a cop-out because i love janet i just want her to be my grandma janet (laughs) um i don't have a favorite season i haven't like i couldn't i can name seasons that i've seen but i couldn't relate anything back to the name of the season if that makes sense and because of that i don't think i can say i have a favorite okay we'll answer that one next year when you've seen a couple of the good ones uh this is called kiss slap hug or run away so there is uh a few contestants here and you can either kiss slap hug or run away from them you can kiss all of them hap slap all of them wait so i have to choose for each player yes but like you you can use ev- like you don't have to use them between all of them if that makes sense okay so boston yeah, rob are you going to kiss slap hug or run away him i would probably hug him okay sandra also probably hug dean is like handshake an option sure tommy also the handshake (laughs) option elaine uh definitely hug like run to hug janet also run to (laughs) hug probably cry like (laughs) all right she's my idol now uh sophie rebea Mallory, would you consider playing on a on Survivor with Ben in a Blood vs. Water season or just preferred not to Heck play yeah. at all and be a loved one on the iconic loved one's visit? Oh. We'd be, it'd be great Wait, in Blood vs. Water. Do I have to choose one of these two options? Yeah, so would you rather play with me on Blood vs. Water or just be my family member? Probably Blood vs. Water still. Yeah. No, that I'm, being said, like being a family member would be a great honor. It, it would be. You'd be about my third choice, I reckon. I was going to say, there's no way I would be your first choice. Number one, Natalie Portman. Number two, Kevin Bacon. Number three. Yeah, actually, in the very first season. uh, I Actually, I thought your dad would be your first choice. Yeah, you'd be my first choice. Uh, On the very first season... Uh, famously, I think it was Joel and Jervis, when they asked, like, what, who would you like to come out and see you if we had a family member? They were like, they said something like Jennifer Aniston or, like, you know, like, they, they joked and, like, named celebrities because That's they thought, like, really funny. you're going to bring them out there for us. All right, let's wrap it up with our bestie, Granny Survivor. She always plays a game, but I've got to hide this from you so you don't see the answers. Oh. Hello, dears, and a big welcome to Mallory on her first Survivor podcast. Thank you. My only question is, has she met any players since meeting them? Well, we, we answered that one. Um, this week's trivia game will be a bit different since I'm not aware of Mallory's history with the show. Please tell me it's easy. But I'll still like to test her knowledge. Oh, These are true no. or false questions. So you've got a 50-50 shot. Now, Tanya, last week, five out of five. The first to get 100%. Oh, no. It is a game of chance. This is basically what Boston Rob did this week. So true or false. T-Bird came in fifth on Survivor Africa. I know she didn't win. Stop it. I know that she didn't win. You are correct in saying that. I'm going to say true. Correct. She was fifth. Thank on you. Survivor Africa. Who won her season for a bonus point? Not T-Bird. Ethan. You'll see him next season. <laughs> Number two. 
our, who was meant to be our guest this week, but uh, we'll talk about him and hopefully we'll be on our finale next week. Troy Zan, who played on Game Changers, originally was to appear on Second Chances, but didn't get on due to not having the fan votes to get on. Is this a true or false question? This is a true, these are all true oh, or false. I like Troy Zan. I love Troy Zan. Sorry. He was on Game Changers, so he's, but he didn't get the votes to be on... So season 31, Second Chances. He second was chances. a finalist to get voted back on, but he didn't get enough votes to get back May on. May I ask who the other finalists were? There was about 40 people in total, so uh, we don't have time to go through all them. T-Bird, unfortunately, did also not get voted back on. Well, I just gave you the answer for that. That's awkward. If you listen to what I just said, I just gave you the answer. Oh, <laughs> True. Correct. <laughs> I was actually I was actually leaning towards true because I figured if it was a vote and you're going to have more popular players on it, I wouldn't think that he was the most popular. If there's 40 options to choose from, Troyzan is not going to be in my top 20. And unfortunately you are correct because he I mean, he sees in one world which is an underrated gem. Shut up, everyone who hates it. It's a brilliant season. Uh, was not a popular season, so like yeah, he had no chance. But T Bird, genuinely, to this day, between T Bird and another player who you're not going to know who I know, you're going to say this Shane Powers. Those two are the ones that people still to this day cry foul on. That why the hell weren't they on? Because it's a trap. T Bird should have been on that season. Watching that live and seeing T Bird's face, painful. Aww. Uh number three, Vesepia. You probably don't even know who that is. I don't. <laughs> Is the second player's earliest winner? Is the second player's earliest winner in the show's history not to return? That doesn't. I, I think they mean. That's a really weirdly worded question. Um, True. It's false. Oh, so dang basically, it. I think they're trying to say that she's the second earliest winner not to return. So she's actually now the earliest winner to have never returned because Richard. Season one winner has returned in All Stars. Tina has returned twice in All Stars and Blood vs. Water. Ethan returned in All Stars and will be on all winners. So she won season four. John's season. Ross Boston Rob's first season. Uh, and she has never returned. And sadly, probably never will, which is another travesty. Number four. Survivor has been to the same location eight times in Fiji in 39 seasons. True, but isn't it more than that? It's true. It's been there eight times. Oh, yep. okay. Uh, the very first season, season 14, Fiji. And then they've been back basically the last 300 times. Earl won season 14. Great Just season. Yeah, Anthony. Did you meet Anthony the other week? No, you didn't meet Anthony the other week. No, I thought you might have talked to him. Number five. Survivor has only visited the African region three times. True. False. Dang it. Season three, Africa, they filmed in Kenya. And season 17, Gabon, they filmed in Gabon. That was Jillian Season, the founder of Survivor Oz, basically. So, they go, she's coming to our wedding, too. I keep forgetting we've invited Jillian. Sorry, Jillian, if you're listening. Love you, Jillian. Uh, thanks, Granny. And that, that, what did you think of all those questions? Yeah, very good. They were entertaining. It was. It was. I feel a lot less stressed now because I was a little bit like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to know any of the answers. The one question I think that everybody else has on their minds that no one sent in is, why the hell are you marrying me? Because I love you. Ah, see, look at that, people. It is possible. People like me do find love. I'll pay you your fee later on. Don't worry. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in, everyone. And thank th- thank you. This is not where I wrap it up. This is where I thank you for joining me. Any Anything else you want to add before we uh, head off into the twilight? <laughs> uh, no. 
Mallory, thank you for joining us on the Oz Network to talk about Survivor. Thank you for hosting me, Ben. It was enjoyable, and I will probably not be back for another few seasons, I assume. And a big thanks to Mallory for joining us this week to talk all things Survivor. And uh, yes, heavy discussion indeed. And I can't wait for this season to end. Only one more week of this to go. And then we will be into hopefully some good stuff. God, if I'm here talking about next season being bad, then um, I don't even know what to say anymore about this show. But uh, yes, one more week to go. We do, we do hope to have Troy Zan on next week. He was scheduled for this week, but um, had to had to change up, unfortunately. Schedules didn't work out. So uh, next week, hopefully, he will come on and we will be able to wrap it all up in a nice little bow and uh, put it in the trash and forget it ever happened. So uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know uh, whether it'll be Troy Zan or someone else. So, uh, yes, stay tuned for that. But outside of Survivor, something a little bit more exciting where hopefully will be Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is less than a week away. Can you believe it? We've covered all 10 of the movies, 50 hours worth of content for you. Have you enjoyed it? You probably haven't listened to it, but who cares if you have or not? It's great. It was fun. We loved every minute of it. Uh, Monday, we'll have a Rise of Skywalker preview episode coming your way. And then all the fun of the reviews, we'll have a, a spoiler-free review followed by a non-spoiler uh, well, review, that's the way I'm looking at it, in the closing days of the year. And also, we have some other cool episodes coming your way to close out 2019. We have a Best Movies and TV Shows of the Decade episode, and we also have a Best of 2019, and a Best of the Decade to bring you as well in two parts. So, still plenty to keep you entertained. But thanks again to Mallory. Thanks again to everybody for tuning in and sending in all those great listener questions. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, and all the relevant channels. And we appreciate your support wherever you are listening to us on the planet. My name is Ben. Thanks for listening to the Oz Network. I'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.